0: You're listening to the Brand Spanking You podcast, where we dive into what it looks like to show up for those big, important, and sometimes kind of scary things in your life. Because you don't want to just get through it, you want to grow through it and become a bigger, bolder version of yourself on the other side. I'm Sarah Aylinger, former creative director and strategist for multimillion and billion-dollar brands Turned Entrepreneur. And this show explores what it looks like to approach life as one big creative project, going beyond the ordinary, finding out what you're really capable of, and throwing out the script in order to do things your way. Are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hey, hello there. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about something I've been thinking a a lot about lately, and that is the creative process and how the creative process is really messy. (laughs) And if you are starting your own business, working on your own business, you got to get really good at embracing this creative mess process. And now when I bring up the term creative, a lot of people start to kind of go like, oh, but I'm not creative. I'm not an artist or a musician or a performer. But that's not true. (laughs) If you are in business, if you are starting a business, if you're running a business, you are creative because You have to tap into all of those same skill sets over and over and over again in order to create offers, in order to market yourself, in order to show up in a way where you can solve problems creatively. It's the same set of skills, just used in a different way. So this is what I have learned over the years of, you know, I have been involved in creative pursuits and the arts since I was a very, very young child, and one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you really have to be willing to suck when you start out, and it's tough. I, I don't like to suck. I started just last night. I... Um, pulled out my iPad and I was like, I'm going to learn how to use Procreate on my iPad just as like a hobby. And it was terrible, like beyond terrible. And if you have been following along with my journey for a while, you know that I've been a designer for decades. I was an illustrator for years. I was a surface pattern designer. Like (laughs) I know how to draw or to make stuff that looks pretty, but it was just like it was so bad and so frustrating but that's the thing. At the beginning of it, you're just going to suck and you're going to suck for a long time and so in your business, you're also going to suck. There's going to be a lot of things that you do wrong. You're, there's going to be a lot of things that you do poorly um, and I'm not saying that you should just, well I am saying that you should be okay with that. You go into it with the pursuit of wanting to become better. So there's this delicate dance you have to do of like being okay with where you're at while also holding this idea that um, you want to be better. So you kind of have to hold two things at the same time. You have to hold this compassion for yourself that you're not where you want to be in your skill set or talent or expertise or experience, but also hold this idea that you will be at the same time. And it's hard because you're holding this idea that you will be. And so you, the other stuff you just want to say is complete trash. And If you get too stuck in the mindset of the one side being complete trash, you won't get anywhere. You won't do anything. You won't put anything out into the world. You won't create content. You won't create offers. You won't show up. You won't show up and do things like this, like this podcast. I guarantee you, a year from now, I'm going to look back on this episode and the ones I created around the same time, and I'm going to be, I don't know, maybe horrified (laughs) because I don't really know what I'm doing right now, right? I do know that I had an idea. I've had multiple ideas for starting a podcast over the years, going back eight years, eight years, and I never took action on it because I was always trying to like figure out just like the perfect idea and the perfect thing, and I wanted to come out of the gate just like fully formed, fully developed. And I don't know, maybe if I had a ton of monetary resources, I could have done that better. I could have, you know, like hired a producer and hired a project manager and hired a, like I, all of us, we could have done all of that stuff. And then maybe you come out of the gate, like a little more fully formed, but You don't like you almost never do. And that's why I love going back and looking at like going scrolling way back on people's Instagram accounts or going way back on like really popular podcasters, even like celebrity podcasters and scrolling back and listening to like their first couple of episodes because they're trying to figure out what it is. You have a general concept of what it is, but you're not quite sure yet. And that's why with all of these things, you just have to be willing to get in there and embrace this creative process. And this creative process is freaking messy. It is so messy. And so the thing that you're also going to come up against is that we are constantly bombarded online that... If you just follow, you know, XYZ person's strategies or tactics, it'll be a slam dunk. You'll be, you know, at the top of the top, top 10 podcast lists, or you'll be bringing in 10K, 20K, 50K months within, you know, a couple of months because you're, you know, you're followed this process and then your offers can't fail and, And listen, that's great. And I'm sure that there are some people out there who can give you some amazing results. But (laughs) I generally say that if someone's like promising you the moon like that, it's, they're, (laughs) they're just trying to make money off of you because it takes time. It takes time to figure these things out. And sometimes you can even work with a brilliant coach and be like, oh my God, this is going to be the most amazing offer ever. And you both even believe it, but you don't really know until you get it out there and you start testing it and you start collecting data. You start seeing if people actually want it. And then there's like a whole process that you go through where it's like, maybe it is a good idea, Maybe it is a really good idea and it doesn't resonate at first, but maybe just like your messaging is wrong or maybe you're just um marketing it to the wrong people. So the thing is, you have to go through all of this stuff. You have to go through, you have to put things out on the market. You have to test them, you have to actually market them. You have to figure out what's resonating, what's not resonating, and you have to do this over and over and over and over again. And that's why it's messy and frustrating. But you start to get better and better at it and you start to um, develop that, I don't know if it, thick skin is the right word for it, but you just, just start. You start to develop that muscle where you can almost immediately tell like, hmm, something about this isn't resonating, something about it's not quite right. And instead of just being like, Oh my God. It's trash. I'm trash. I'm the worst ever. You get to be impartial and you get to be like, Oh, well, this is just all a, you know, one big creative project. So, you know, like if it were a drawing or a painting, maybe I would just like kind of go back in and paint over that one section that's not working quite well. Like I might not throw the whole painting away, but I'll just kind of paint over that one section or erase this one section. And go back over with like another pass that maybe works a little bit better. And that's what you do over and over and over and over again. As you're painting a painting, writing a song, <laughs> creating a play, creating a movie. Like you don't just show up and just ha- everything is just like brilliant and perfect. That's why they do a billion takes when they're making movies. And even after making the movies... A lot of times they take it and and they edit it in a way where like the actors are even like, oh my God, that's not even like really what we did, but they like chop it. And it's like, there's just so many ways to take it and morph it and make, because you just keep honing and honing and honing and honing until you get to that diamond in the middle. And that's what you have to do with your business. That's why it's messy. That's why it's frustrating. It's also why you love it. It's also why you're doing this. Because this process, if you embrace it, can be really fun and rewarding and can teach you a lot about yourself, right? So the other thing is it's like when you start to embrace this mindset, you flip into realizing that this is about the long haul. It's not about the like one offer or the one thing that's going to magically solve everything. It's about the long haul. It's about building something over time that continues to build upon itself and just get like better and better and better and better and better. And so it's not about this like short term blast gain. So funny. I've been thinking a lot about Gary Vee recently. And I'm assuming you know who Gary Vee is. If you don't, you can go look him up online. But like he gets a lot of flack from both sides. Like, like, he, like, um, for a long time, he got a lot of flack for, for like hustle culture. And like, yeah, yes, because he's all about like putting out a ton of content. But I've also been thinking a lot about him lately in that originally his messaging, his messages were kind of twisted and misunderstood because really what he's talking about is this long haul. And like, maybe you don't have to show up and do 5 billion posts a day, like he's saying, but his whole message is like, You have to create in order to know what you're doing. You have to create in order to know what people want. You have to create, and you have to keep showing up and creating over and over and over in order to have any clue what's, you know, what's happening, what you, what people want out in the world, what people want from you, what you want to say. You have to just show up and do it. And that is freaking scary. Because a lot of times you don't know. I am mean, like, you don't know what you want to show up and say. You don't know what your big vision is, you know. Um, but you just got to take it one step at a time. You just got to talk about the one thing that's in front of you and then keep talking about that or keep messaging around that or keep creating offers around that. And as you do that, other things will pop up, right? I love this. I love comparing this to I love interior design, Um, I'm, (laughs) I was that kid who like was rearranging their bedroom when they were four years old. So I've always loved interior design. I've always really been into it. And that's the thing with interior design. Like you have a plan when you start out with a room, like you, for sure you have a plan, but things totally change as you're going through it. Because then like you find a different pillow or come across a different wallpaper or realize that like, The TV you wanted to hang in one spot won't work because there aren't studs there. And you can't, you know, there's like just all these different things that come up as you're creating the room and as you're layering all the different parts and pieces of the room. And in the end, it ends up coming out beautiful. And it, you know, it's like got the flavor of your plan, but it's its own thing. It's its own thing that stands separate from your original plan because you couldn't have predicted how things were going to play out, you know? It's like, that's why when people do home improvement projects, they end up going to the hardware store like 5 billion times while they're working on it. Because like, just there's so many things you can't predict. Business is the same. Putting your offers out there is the same. Trying new things is the same. You create, you create a mess, you assess, you create, you create a mess, you assess, and it just, it just, Keeps going and going and going and going. It never really ends. And one of the things in particular, like let's keep it with interior design again. It's like a complete disaster. And a lot of times like a complete disaster, like almost right before you're done. Like things are just a mess. Things are everywhere. And you're just like, oh my God, what have I done? Like I've created this whole thing. It's like there's this explosion of stuff everywhere. Things are happening. It's the same way on photo shoots. Like when I was doing a lot of photo shoots, it was like, oh my God, it's just like, it's just this explosion, <laughs> right? And then you'd look at the photos and you'd be like, oh my God, I'd have no clue that there's this just like complete chaos going on with props and surfaces. And, you know, especially in food photography, just like food, bowls of food and th- like everything's all over the place. But like the messier the background, the parts that you can't see, a lot of times the messier that was, like the more beautiful and the more amazing the photographs were. Because that means you're really getting in there. You're really getting in there and trying a lot of different things. And you're going like, I don't know, what about this? 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 Right? So <laughs> you got to be okay with that disaster. You Got to be okay with that mess. And... Part of that mess is also realizing that as you go through the process of bringing something from idea to reality, you go through all these. It's not the same. You go through all these different stages. So you're not using the same parts of your brain and the same skill sets from idea to reality, right? And I think you know this, but This is just a good reminder. We all have to be reminded of this because we think like, oh, I have the skill set of creating an offer, or I have the skill set of creating a service. But it really, it's many, many, many skill sets rolled into one. And you have to kind of step back and evaluate where you are in that process and then tap into that skill set. So this is what I mean by that. You start with an idea, you start with something, you know, you're going to start with brainstorming or maybe just like responding to things, collecting things, collecting ideas, going out there, out into the world, looking, seeing what else is out there. You're collecting, you're researching, you're brainstorming. That's like a part of your brain that's like really open to possibility. And at that stage, I really do like to tell people like keep yourself open to possibility. Like don't At that stage, don't start going like, well, I couldn't do that because I don't have this money or I don't have that resource or I need the... the," Like, just keep yourself completely open. And that that is a skill set too. Training yourself to be open to possibility and being open to that possibility while you're researching and gathering information and brainstorming. So that's that stage. That stage is all about possibility making. Then you have to get into what I kind of feel like is organizing and decision-making. So now you have all this possibility. Now what? You know, it's easy to be a kid in the candy store and go for all the different shiny objects and be like, I'm going to do this all. Well, trust me, (laughs) I know that feeling hard. I want to do it all, all the time. And that has been one of my biggest things in the past few years of is learning how to kind of put ideas up on the shelf, let them marinate, realize that I can come back to them later, um or just maybe they're not the right they're a great idea but maybe it's not right for me, you know. And so that's where that organizing, discernment, decision making comes in and where you're going to start to go like, "Okay, what makes the most sense for me to pursue to pursue right now?" Because some of your ideas may be really, really amazing ideas, but maybe they're not the exact right thing to pursue right now. Doesn't mean you can't ever, but maybe right now they're not the right thing to pursue. And what I say by the right now, there could be so many different reasons why it's not right for right now. Maybe from a practical or tactical sense, it just like doesn't make sense in your offers right now. Or... On the complete opposite side of the spectrum, maybe there's something that's just like really on your heart and has been on your heart for a really long time, and you just need to fucking get it out there. You just need to rip that band-aid off and do it now. So I'm not going to tell you like there's not this formula for deciding like what's the next right thing to pursue in my business right now. And I don't know. Like only you can decide that and there's going to be a lot of different things that go into that decision making, but That that is that next step. That next step is making decisions, organizing all of your inspiration and then making some decisions and then maybe a little bit of compromising (laughs) because then... Then we're really going to get into the stage where there's some compromising happening because then we get into the tactical. The next stage is the tactical. Like, how is this thing actually going to happen and who's going to do what? If you're a solopreneur, like I am right now, that, like that answer is easy. It's like, I'm doing it all. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that are like, yeah, I'm doing it all or I'm doing most of it, you know? Well, then that means you're going to have to make a lot of compromises. Because when you show up for the tactical, yes, you have this big idea, you have this big creative idea, this big thing, this thing that you want to pursue. But then when it comes down to the tactical of like, well, how is it actually going to get done? Well, if it's just you doing it, then you have to make some compromises because chances are it can't be done at the level of your highest dreams and possibilities that you've imagined. because it's just you. So you have to start making compromises based on your resources. So that comes down to resources of time, of energy, of money, of actual other people. So then you start looking at all those different resources and you go, okay, where can I compromise on this? And some of that compromising might be, you know, I am, I'm I'm going to invest in something. I am going to invest in some help. Or a lot of times that compromising comes down to, I'm going to get out there, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to realize that this, I'm going to put my B or B plus workout right? Because it's only me instead of my like A plus plus work. Because we all want to put our A plus plus work out. But if we just hold out for A plus plus work all the time, we'll never put anything out like ever. Because then perfectionism takes over and we're like, oh my God, this isn't good enough. And again, like, of course it's not good enough. You're doing it all yourself. But I'm also here to tell you that your, I'm just guessing here because I'm guessing that you're a lot like me, your B, B plus work, probably your B minus work is better than most people's A plus work, Right? So nobody's gonna notice. Put your B and B plus work out there <laughs> when you're compromising. One of mine, I I can't remember the person's name, but I was watching a webinar recently, and he um, was talking about how in his company they actually were like embracing typos because that meant that they were actually putting stuff out there. They were taking action on things, and you know, not work, not worrying so much about like. Polishing and perfecting, and like, yeah, obviously, if you can avoid a typo, like, avoid a freaking typo. But I love this because that's something that I have embraced over the last couple of years. You know, like I, I used to just worry so much about everything being so perfect, and I'd worry so much about typos. And like, quite honestly, I'm not the best speller, and I'm like, I also write and create very quickly. And so it's really, I have a lot of typos in my writing and um, I would really obsess over that. And it's such a dumb thing, but like it held me back because then like, you know, a couple of people would reach out like on a blog post or something and they'd be like, "Um, you have a typo in sentence three. And I would just be mortified. And now I look at that and I go like, oh, thank you very much for the tip. Um, and sometimes I don't even bother fixing it if I'm too busy. Because like I said, it's just me. So I'm not going to worry so much about the typo in an old blog post. Because to me, I'm like, is it more important that that post is out there? And it's actually helping people and giving them information and inspiring them? Or would it be better that like, I still didn't have the Post out because I didn't have the resources to make sure everything was, you know, totally checked and rechecked, and you know. So it's I'm not saying, yeah, yay, typos, <laughs> but I'm also saying like, who cares? Like, just it's more important to take that action and get that stuff out there, and that's where I say that this say this stage, the tactical stage, is where you can start to make some of those compromises, like intentionally make some of those compromises. So for me, I'm not making the compromise of like, oh, I'm I'm on purpose going to have typos. No, I don't ever want to have a typo ever. But I've also made that compromise saying like, it's more important for me to get things out quickly while I'm thinking about them than to worry about having them be perfect. Because the minute that I step back and start worrying about things being perfect, I will never put it out. It's more important for me to get things out quickly while it's on my head and on my heart or I'll put it away and it'll just never happen. That's a compromise I make. So that tactical stage is where you can start to make those compromises. Like you can decide who's gonna do what, um, am I gonna have to hire people, what kind of resources do I have and what kind of compromises am I gonna make? And quite honestly, this is the stage, you know, as a as a designer, a longtime designer, this is the stage that I actually kind of liked. Like a lot of times people would say like, oh, I want those projects where you can just do whatever you want. And I was never a fan of those projects where you had just unlimited resource, unlimited money and limited time because they would drag on and they would get convoluted and they would change and they would and ultimately like... They either wouldn't launch or they would kind of fall flat because there were no guardrails on them. There were, there was no constriction. And I think more creativity, more, um, or better ideas come when we actually put some constriction on ourselves and we say, like, okay, here is the, you know, circle, draw a circle on the ground. Here's a circle that you have to play and you can't go outside of that line. Now, what are you going to do? Like, what kind of creative solutions are you going to come up with in order to stay within this, you know, within these parameters of this project? And in that way, you would come up with some like really, really scrappy creative solutions that you wouldn't have if you didn't have those same constrictions or restrictions put upon you. So I think some people like to think this tactical stage or making compromises is maybe like a little bit of a Debbie Downer, but I actually don't think it is. I actually think it is like that state. If you embrace that, if you embrace that process, it's actually the stage where um, some really kind of cool ideas can emerge because you're being realistic and honest with how things can actually be created and moved forward instead of sitting there and pining away for the day when everything is perfect. You're like, no, everything isn't perfect. I still want to get this out there. What can I do to make it happen? Okay. So those were those, like, those were the three kind of stages of the creative process. And, you know, there's, probably more stages than that, but those are the three I'm talking about today that you're going to go through. Now, the last thing that I want to talk to you about is, um, and this is also something that I struggle with, is like, there's always going to be this frustration of imagining what you want this thing to be, like the vision for what you want, your business or your offer or your service or whatever that thing is, or this new, you know, maybe there's just something in your business you're doing, like, like me launching this podcast. It's like a new creative pursuit. Um, and you have this vision in your head. Maybe it's like a website. Maybe it's the way you want your social media to look. Who cares? Um, (laughs) not who cares how social media looks, who cares on like what the project is. It's like, just you have something that you have a vision. I guarantee you, you're going to have, you're going to get frustrated because you're going to imagine and envision it a way that you want it in your head. And you're in, it's going to be hard to make it a reality. Given your current resources and circumstances, like it, I have yet to meet someone who's like, yes, I had this idea for this thing, this vision of how I wanted it to be. And then it just, it was that. Perfect. No. (laughs) Everybody's always like, I had a vision. This isn't quite that. And then, and that's when you start saying like you and people try to compliment you on it. They're like, well, it could have been this, it could have been that. No. It is what it is. And you are going to be frustrated because you are a big thinker. You are a change maker. And you are a creative visionary. So you're gonna have this big vision in your head, but you know, like you're not the CEO of Apple. You don't have all the like the resources to make these ginormous visions come to life. So they may not look the way that you first imagined them or envisioned them, and you're gonna be freaking frustrated by that. You're gonna be super frustrated by that. It sucks. I hate it. It makes me want to throw things in the garbage all the time. It makes me want to like not keep going because it's like you got to get through that. You got to get through that frustrating period and recognize that you have to go. You have to go through that over and over and over. And actually, if I'm being honest, I don't know that it ever goes away because as you get better, your vision will be bigger. Um, You'll have bigger ideas You'll have more resources at your disposal. Your vision, you know, it's just like one thing keeps informing the next thing. And so like what you bring into fruition is never going to quite match your vision. But good news is it is also going to be increment incrementally getting better over time because you're constantly growing and improving. And you're going to learn to, again, balance two things at the same time. Because to be creative, to be a visionary, on the one hand, is to be uncompromising and unwavering in your vision, right? But on the other hand, it's all about strategically compromising, like we just talked about. And like, that's part of the mess. That is part of the mess. Being like, okay, I have, like, I do not want to, I do not want to compromise on my vision on my creativity on what I want this to be. I'm holding that vision in my head but on the other hand, I'm strategically compromising in order to actually make it a reality because if you don't strategically compromise, that vision that you're holding that you're being uncompromising on will never happen. you'll never you'll never take steps or take action to make it happen. And that is, Just such a huge part of the mess. It's such a huge part of the mess because in any given moment, you may not like any of the options, may not like them, but you, you have to choose one. You have to choose a path in order to go forward so that you can get in more information and then make another decision. Like sometimes we just sit around and wait for the information. Like I'll just, if I just sit here long enough and gather enough information, and take enough classes, and read enough books, and listen to enough podcast episodes, and da 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 like, the solution will magically come to me, and then I'll know, and then I'll be a 100% sure of knowing that it's going to work, and it's going to be a success. Nope. <laughs> I've tried it. I've, tr- I've tried that a lot, actually. <sighs> and it doesn't work. So... You just have to choose. You just have to choose a way to go. You have to become an unwavering decision maker. <laughs> Being creative and great, embracing the creative mess, the creative process means you have to be an unwavering decision maker. You just show up over and over and over and make a decision, even when sometimes. You don't like any of the options put in front of you. But in order to get to an option that you do like, you have to make a decision on the current option so that you can get to that one because you can't see that one yet. You can't see the option that you like yet because you haven't taken enough action steps to find it. Right? I told you, it's messy. And I don't even have... This is how messy this process is. I have no neat little bow to tie this episode up with. I have no way to be like, and here's our neat little bow. We're going to tie this up in. You're going to go off on your way and you're going to feel good about all this. I don't have it. I will tell you that when you are willing to dive in and embrace this, it's really fun, like really fun. And I have to remind myself of that. It's one of the reasons why I'm making this episode, because like I am not, I'll be honest, the last day or two, I'm like, uh, I'm in this mess. I'm in this process and I can't see far enough down the path to know how this is like everything I'm working on. I can't see it coming together. I can't see how it's going to pan out. And it's super frustrating and super uncomfortable. I'm not feeling good about it. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I just want to go and like put my head under the covers and sleep. But instead, I showed up and I made this podcast episode because I'm like, you know what? I am part of my creative journey right now is showing up and talking about all of this crap that we all go through. So what better way (laughs) than to actually show up and talk about the crap that I'm going through? Alright. That's all I have to say today on creative messes. Making creative messes, embracing the creative messy process and taking action through that mess, trusting and surrendering to that process and knowing that it will get you somewhere. It has to. Like because you just you keep taking one step foot and putting in front of the other and getting more information and Another step, more information. Another step, more information. It's just frustrating and messy. All right, friend, I will see you next week right back here. In the meantime, get out there, embrace the mess, take some messy action, do whatever you gotta do. I'll see you next week. Hey there, if you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is to share it with someone else or post about it on Instagram be sure to tag me at brand spanking you so I can show you some love that's at brand spanking you with an N not an I N G go to brand spanking podcast.com for show notes and links. And if you're ready to take it to the next level, uncover your brand superpower and leave confusion in the dust, head on over to brand spanking podcast.com slash spark to learn all about my brand spark sessions in just 60 minutes. They've been known to completely transform the way people think about their brands and let go of what's not serving them and their businesses. That's podcast.com slash spark. All right, that's all for now. This is Sarah Aylinger, and I'll see you next time.